0: I oh, right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Loosehead Sports Show, the number one just show in the world, mate. I got the voice of rugby with me today, the voice how of the Shoot going? Shield, anyway. Oh, Have
1: fucking we- hell, how-, how are
0: you, mate? How's things?
1: I'm all right. I'm all right. It's, uh, it's a light week, light week coming into Easter, so it's been a fucking hectic start. I'm not even doing Shoot Shield, so it's been it's been good. Obviously, got to do the stand stuff on the weekend was was mad. How? Um,
0: tell me, tell me about that. Was it fun? Was it hard?
1: It was, mate. So the guy who you you teed this up, so Chubby actually teed this up for me as he as he me through life. But the the guy here with Luke Barry Donlan, who's been doing it for a while, he's very very good. He's so awesome. He, isn't he? He's <laughs> very awesome. good. So <laughs> I think he's potentially going to be doing some league or something as well. Like he. he he, he was very good and I only had to chime in every now and again. Um, so we, yeah, it was, it was good. We actually, we're in a studio, so we're not in a game. Um, so were you was, actually
0: at the ground or did, were you somewhere else?
1: No, well, we're in our time at a studio. So that was a bit different. Um, I think you can go to the ground. It just depends whether they're set up to do something like that. Yeah. And, I don't know. Originally we meant to be at Concord um, and then it got changed. So, Looks That's convenient.
0: Good. You you only go to Concord once or twice a year, so you've still got a couple more of those to go.
1: Oh look, I was keen to have a look. It wasn't the ideal day. It was a bit rainy and it was a bit shit. And but yeah, look, it was very it was very good. It was it was a bit um I don't mind speaking in public clearly as I fucking do it even though no one's asking all the time. But it was it was hard at the start. I was a bit I was a bit jumpy at the start, um a bit scratchy, and then towards the second half, no drama, so it was good, names, no, It was a good experience. Very cool. So I'll be back in the box this weekend for Eastwood Manly, which oh that'd uh, be good. Yeah, I think we'll probably get into the in this, but I, I dare say that'll give a little bit more content than last week's game, which was objectively, I don't think I'll receive any hatred for saying it was a fairly poor cool game of rugby.
0: Yeah, so I'm quietly pl- uh, pleased to see West Harbour win. Um, yeah, I quite enjoyed it.
1: Talk to me about uh, Hunter around, you Uno. Know.
0: Yeah, so man, as you, yeah, it was good. It was good. It was look, obviously, some things to work on, but um, it was nice considering how hard everyone has worked. We we worked out that was week twenty since we started together. Considering how hard everyone's worked for twenty weeks, it was just really nice to get that little reward early on. Yeah, um, you you know what it's like. You kill yourself trying to do this thing, and. You know the difference between feeling good and feeling like shit can often be one or two points, and you know thankfully we came up on the right side of it, so it was a good way to start the year. Um, Look, some some really good stuff from the Fords. I thought some stuff to work on, Um, but look, something I've I've worked out recently, Jed, is is I don't think you ever have any perfect days coaching. So there's always a problem. Whether you win, you lose, you play well, you play badly. There's always something to get better at. Um, so that that's kind of the mindset I'm taking into this year. And the other thing I'm trying to do is not get too caught up in the outcome because you win, you feel great. You lose, you feel like shit. So I, I think the answer is probably just to have a nice level head and just find things to improve, find things to work on. But I must yeah. admit, I must yeah. admit, it was a great weekend for Newcastle rugby. Uh, we had the... Major lunch on the Friday, which was great. I had far too many red wines, beers, vodkas, tequilas, whiskeys. So I was a bit dusty on Saturday. And then a good win on Saturday. Decent crowd at number two. Probably the best ground in the shoot shield. Probably the world. I and like it. Yeah, I it's like fair. It. Mate, Newcastle's fantastic.
1: Uh, it, and, came um, in, it came in in my last year and I I, I really
0: liked it. Yeah. It was great. Look, yeah, and look, mate. There's there's good things happening there. There's good things happening there. And it's good to be a part of it.
1: That's good. Well, it's good. It's a good start. Um, I will say, and if you got, if you're sensitive, little ropey soy boy, don't stop this thing now. Your um, your
0: audio, your audio is just a little funny. Are you on the the AirPods? I'm on the AirPods. What do you yeah. want to do? Go off AirPods? Can you just see what it, what it's like? Hundred percent. Tech okay. issues.
1: That's better. You're louder now. Is it? Yeah. Righto. Um, yeah, if, you, if you're if you not going to like hearing this, don't listen. But the team list dropped on what, Thursday? Yeah. So significantly noticeably less talented sides on paper than ever before. For so the Wallabies, uh, you mean? No, for the shoot shield. Oh, right. So, yeah, it's just look I, my gut feeling when they came out was some sides have taken massive massive losses i, I, I felt that power had taken a hit i felt that east would have taken a hit uni had taken a hit from a meteor their side is not even close to what their side was last year and uni do do that cuz they have a great production line but we're talking guys who like they, that's one of the not a not a good side on paper probably their worst side on paper in many years
0: well, yeah, um, I, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, there's competitions all over the world that look at the shoot shield as the main recruiting ground now. So more and more guys are getting picked picked up. And I, I think it's become, you know, the days where you and I were playing and you'd stay at the one club and, you know, it was a pretty consistent. And then you might like Snowy might get a call up to the Rebels or someone might get an MLR gig. That's that's far more common now. And I feel like it's become a bit of a transient sort of competition, it's almost uh, it's almost seen as a, a huge stepping stone to the next level now or to our next level or a perceived next level. Maybe it's not really a next level. No. Um, and I, I think that's going to become more and more. And the, the interesting challenge for Shoot Shield Clubs is going to be recruiting players year in, year out or or maintaining players because there's a lot of opportunities out there for rugby players at the moment.
1: Yeah, guys aren't playing as long either. It's just a cultural thing. People aren't playing for as long. I mean, I'm 30 and no one who's, was who a non-professional. So guys who are good football players, but not professionals. No one's still playing for my era. Um, at Eastwood, when, you know, that era before me, you sort of played you were 33, 34 um, or 38 for yourself. Or well, then you
0: play like then you play like third or fourth grade for a few years as
1: well. So. Yeah, exactly. So look, massive turnover of players, people all over the place, people retiring, people going to Super Rugby, which is always good. But I just thought it was noticeably less talent than the you know round fifteen last year. I thought that was noticeable.
0: Well, yeah, but yeah, again, that's norm. That's normal from my experience because you get a bunch right. of the shoot Shield players. It was back. noticeable from round one last year. Okay. That's a a fair comment. That's a fair comment. Look, look, I think, as you know, there's there's really two shoot shield competitions. There's the first half of the year, and then there's super rugby coming back, injections coming back from Japan, MLR, Europe, who all come home, that there'll be a smattering of that. And I think some teams will look vastly different at the end of the year than they
1: do now. And they Um, want to. They want to be, quite frankly, and that's look. I think it's contextual, like you, you're sort of alluding to, is that the talent will come back. It'll come back more to some teams than others, but it's contextual in that not everyone's reinforced with their talent at the moment. Um, but like for me, it was just clear on paper. Norths were the best side name by mile. I thought um, like they were clearly, clearly a good side name. Similar it, guys.
0: Even to, watching it, even watching it, I
1: thought they they look good. They were good. Yeah. But like, yeah, just some regular names who I couldn't I can't put my finger on, I can't recite who they are, but who who aren't there for each team. So I thought that as a whole, the the comps the comps probably drop for now. But you know, there might be someone waiting in the wings who's that next person. You're always nobody before you somebody. So but yeah, look, there was some I think it'll be fairly tight between sort of two and six. Um and like for me i think and have like if i had to put money on someone else have got to be front runners they've got a good side they've got some experience they've got some they've got a decent pack they've got you know a consistent style they play year in year out a lot of the other teams just have just had these mass turnovers they really have had mass turnovers like you said to mlr or retirement or lord knows where but for me north were clearly the best team on paper and i think that reflected in their outcome um, a few of the other games were tougher to call, to be honest. I thought your game, like I did, I just don't know enough about some of the guys from Manly. That was going to be tough to call. The East game, Eastwood was going to be tough to call. South Gordon, given everything that's going on, that was going to be tough to call. Um, and then West Harbour, two blues, like, you know, that was a grind. Flip of the coin, that one. That was flip also. So there's a fair few flip of the coins. I think some of those teams won't be in that two to six zone that I was mentioning, but I think that you know, probably three rounds in, you know, you'll have a better idea.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think three to five rounds in, they'll be front runners for sure. And look, look, remember back in the day, uni at the start of the year were very beatable. And then as they got towards the finals, as long as they snuck into the finals, there was a brand new team because all the guys came back from Super Rugby. I'm not yeah, entirely do.
1: convinced that that will happen anymore, but there are clubs oh, that have... I'm not convinced. And you've got to remember, for anyone who's a bit younger, the younger audience, and I have this debate with other people regularly, but they tend to get offended when I say things like that. And it's not, a, I played in all through that. So I played in what I'm asserting was the tougher period or the more talented period to the current period. Um, but you got to remember in 2011, like each weekend, the force would send back their players, the primary send back their players, Rebels send back their players, Taz, Yep. You know the, the the squads are thicker back then as well. There's not as many people going to Japan, all that shit, and they're all playing every week. So some of these teams that were rolling out for round one were stacked. People are playing longer. People were playing to their thirties. You know, it was just a, it was just I, more. I remember stacked.
0: playing. You'd play international or super rugby standard front rowers every week.
1: Every week. Whereas now, I think you'd go probably like in my last year, like you can go ten rounds without. Playing a like a experienced tight head, yeah. No, I okay.
0: agree. I agree. I completely agree. It's 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 different. the The funny thing is, is the expectations have gone through the roof in terms of training, coaching, professional. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. No, no, hundred percent agree. Hundred percent agree. But so, the, like,
0: but the thing that that's different is the financial thing. The financial incentives have probably decreased for some clubs, apart from maybe Eastwood. But um, oh, you don't care anymore. You're not, you know, you're a no, I'm not TV critic um, and a pundit now. But um, I think the financial rewards have decreased, but the um, but the uh, responsibilities have gone through the roof, or the expectations have gone through the roof. So it's it's yeah, become so more and right. more of a challenge to recruit good people because the financial rewards
1: aren't there. Professionalism's gone up. You're training like no one was training three nights or uni might have been ten years ago. No one was training three nights. No one had GPSs. No, one, You weren't doing these massive reviews on set-piece, defense, offense. All that shit didn't really exist. You might get a few clips. Um, so professionalism has gone up. Standard of the players, I think, objectively has gone down. Um, and you're all right, Recruiting is now such a big part of the comp. It's so big. I think you're still going to see a couple of guys from England roll in um, New Zealand roll in all that sort of thing and it's they're all just mystery it's a mystery pick I mean these guys could turn up and be great they can turn up and be absolutely crap we've seen that a million times Each, every club's had that Lord knows South have had that when you were there um, Dunno like you know Eastwood's had that in the past so it's it makes it very very difficult but you have to retain as well as you, like, you've got to recruit four guys five guys a season oh, and the rest I'm talking for your genuine starting first grade 15. Yeah, I, I reckon it's, it's more than that for most teams. Yeah, they go.
0: I, I think. I, I yeah, that's totally fair. Well, it's gonna be gonna be very interesting to see how it plays out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, haven't got too, I haven't got too much more to add there. It's, it's like I don't want to talk too much shit because I'm in the middle of it. Um, I just okay, hope, all right. all I just hope that cool. we the all plan cool. that we've got in place is good enough to beat Randwick on Friday.
1: That'll be an interesting game to see where you guys uh,
0: sit and where Ramwick sit, in my opinion. I, I think it'll be a big contrast in styles. That
1: That's my take on it. I mean, it, it usually is Ramwick play that sort of up tempo, little body thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, interesting. Um, what I will raise, because I'm going to raise it, because I'm just raising stuff Donald no Trump getting what, arrested. No, no idea what's going on at Gordon. Um, obviously, last week early, Billy they announced that Billy was leaving, mm. and then later in the week they announced Billy was coming back. And I think so, the president, the president, ended up leaving. Yeah, so I don't, I have no idea what happened. But
0: is that a rare, very rare instance of coach power? Would you say?
1: I'd say it's a rare, well, it's an instance of fucking logic because I don't know anything about the president. I don't know who the president is but he's not going to be able to coach the team all year or if he could, he'd go and do it. Um, Billy's been around a very long time. I obviously know him reasonably well. I think he's very, very smart and good at what he does. If it got to that point, I can only imagine what was fucking going on. He's been in some tough situations before. He's been in at Manly you know, where they were desperate for wins, stuff like that. He was never leaving the week before the the, the kickoff so for it to get there i have i back 100 that i just back him to if he's being the right in that judgment there was some it must other be,
0: it must be fucking nice to get to a point in your life where you just go fuck it i'm gonna do what's right no matter no matter what you
1: know well he's you know he's my parents age he'd be 60 now or 59 and he's done a lot of coaching he really likes coaching I think long
0: but- long longevity or longevity, however you say it, um, can give you some some of those things. There's some benefits to being around for a long time, and still, like he took he took Gordon to runner-up in the grand final from eighth, I think it was, or ninth, or seventh, or whatever it was. So they did. Look, he's been there, done that. He's as experienced as it gets, and he's got to be one of the top coaches in the Shoot Shield
1: still. So yeah, sensible Look, I sensible think-
0: outcome. I, I hope everything's
1: well there. Well, I don't know that it is. Um, and I, I think a few other people may have gone, uh, but I do think it's you know, you'd hypothesize it's a fallout from the success they had, right? You can't you cannot spend that much money and have that many guys coming in and out without downside. So the 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 benefit was you know, particularly the year they won, short-term success. But almost all those guys and who are very, very good footballers are gone. Like they're playing all around the world. Some are playing super rugby, you know, and that's a full changeover, full changing of guard. Um, and I think this is the I, – I think that numbers may be not as amazing as they once were. Uh, and I think that's probably, you know, a bit of a delayed impact from that. So – It's the catch twenty two of success in that regard, and I think that happens whether you recruit or not. But that was certainly the, you know, a very well recruited side, Um, and obviously there's homegrown guys everywhere, and it's just the nature of the comp. But you know, when those guys do leave, they leave a hole.
0: It's um, it's a very interesting argument to have about the benefits of maybe buying a competition or. But that's probably the wrong way to say it, but recruiting heavily to win a competition, which will then attract further sponsors. More players will come to the club because you've got a little bit of success. Obviously, a good coach there attracts players as well. Versus trying to create sustainable long term success and maybe playing the long game, like maybe the Panthers have done in rugby league or the Storm. You know yeah. whether whether you can have a bit of patience and allow a club and coaches time to build that. It's an interesting. It's a very interesting one. Mm. I think I, I you know, I, th- I think the the way of the world now, everyone wants success now, but probably the
1: best way to get it is for a bit of a long view. Depends what the board wants. Depends what the club wants. Depends what they direct you. If they they say he's three hundred grand, go and get me a comp. Then it is what it is. But you will have to deal with the with the fallout one day. So yeah, that's Absolutely. all I got to say on that. But what I will say, yeah, he's like he's been doing it a very long time. Oh, and- any coach, any coach,
0: given that and said go buy, it, go win a competition, would do it because it makes them look good. But I'm thinking from a club perspective, what's the right answer?
1: I don't know, but I trust his judgment. Is my point, and I don't. I think I've spoken to other people. Of reasonable ilk, and they agree, and they trust his judgment, and know that he's been in not difficult situations before, but he's been in a lot of clubs, and this is, he, it's never happened under even under extreme circumstances. So I trust his judgment. But I'm he's happy. an old war horse. certainly he is.
0: Yes, now that's. Um, tell me about the Donald Trump getting arrested situation. Obviously, you're completely across that. I am across it. What's, go, what's <laughs> going on there? What's he done? It's got something to do with Stormy Daniels, and
1: yeah, they're like effectively asserting that um he used campaign money to pay off some people what was um, any funding so he was funding his own
0: campaign is that an accurate statement
1: don't know well yes mm. he was funding for the large part but there was there's always Republican donors as was Democratic donors right. what I don't what makes it kind of stupid is the fact that it was already pursued federally and dropped the time that was allocated for it to be charged at a state level in New York's gone. So it's just a publicity stunt.
0: Do you think uh, that this is an attempt? So you, you look at, like, obviously you're a big Donald Trump, a big Andrew Tate fan, <laughs> and, and, you know, they're guys that speak out against the system, as people like you like to say. Do you think that's just a an answer to, to that, to try and put them back into their box and make them – comply and
1: get vaccinated and you know, all that all that kind of shit. I think it's the polar worst thing they could have done. It's the worst fucking thing they could have done. It's going to make, if you didn't like him, it's going to make him so much more powerful because he's going to get off all of them. Or if he doesn't get off, it's going to drag on for fucking years. And he, he's going to just be front and center going, that's trying to get me like the Tinder swindler for the next five years. What I will say though, is in the States, the district attorneys are elected. And they're partisan, so, like, they're from one party or another, um, which is very strange concept for us here. Like, whoever's running out, you know, the Governor General or the, sorry, the Attorney General, like, they're not hardcore liberal, hardcore Labor. So, state to state, they sort of go rogue and they just start enforcing what laws they want. So, I don't know if you've seen, like, videos from California where people just steal stuff now and no one gives a fuck. Have you seen yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So like it's just because the district attorney there decided he was going to prioritize X and Y, and he just stopped. He just stopped. Um, so they they do go a bit rogue. So obviously you've got a hardcore Democrat in New York, and he's just he's gone rogue. So it's fucking crazy. America are potentially going to end the world by just eating themselves, which is very frustrating. It, it is a little bit, but it's entertaining. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. It's it's. It's outstanding entertainment, um, outstanding entertainment. Uh, but it's,
0: yeah. Are you happy that Andrew Tate got released?
1: Yeah, 100% I'm happy. He's, <laughs> he's looking big and jacked. He looks fantastic. He does, uh, doesn't, he does doesn't he? He looks cool. He, yeah. As soon as I saw him, I said, I'm going to grow my beard now. Um, I don't think I'm going to grow my hair, but I'm going to grow my beard. Um, but yeah, look, it looks like prison is good for the health. It? a lot of push ups, not that many push ups, only seven thousand or something, which is not that many. Um like over the whole time or yeah, over the whole time, not in one run. But it looks really good. It, it sort of put me off going to Romania for the meantime. I was big on Romania prior to that. Yeah. Um, but same thing, it's just gonna make more people like them. What did
0: you um think of the wallaby squad? I need to look
1: at it. Talk about Shopee well, we,
0: first. Yeah, Shoppy making it. Look, I I hate to say it, but I fucking told you so. Yeah, everyone, everyone doubted.
1: And how many know. games has he played? Four, probably. Three. Do you he think that's one, an he's... appropriate time to be joining a Wallaby squad? If I'm Devil's advocate,
0: I think that if you're good enough, you should get selected. Jorgensen, Jorgensen's played less. Hasn't played any shoot shield games. Do you think he should be selected? Nope. I think if you're playing well enough, you should get selected. Even if it's even if it's just being brought into this squad to get a taste of what it's like in the Wallabies, and you don't get blooded for a year or two, which I think is so, what's going to happen with some of them.
1: So who are the loose ends that they got? Is Bell, Bell's injured? So they got Slipper, Tom Robertson, Shopee.
0: Um, I think oh, Alan Pony, Pony, yeah. Pony, and um, who's the other one? Danielle
1: is injured, obviously. I'm just looking now it some like Pawne's still still again very powerful, very dangerous when he plays but he just never plays. he, he plays for re- a re- remarkable lack of rugby um you know what did Eddie Jones said I watched one of his things he goes
0: and this Pony character from Melbourne has has something in the tank we just need to get him more petrol and yeah, I think that's a very good well, way of very good well,
1: way of describing him. I think on this, like Shoppy should be getting picked. I think he played well in his games that he played. Um, I was more just being devil's advocate. I think the guys who Eddie Jones picked, some of them will be for media grabs, um, and some of them will be because he likes certain style of players. He sort of loves that rugby league sort of hard, hard unit sort of character. So I also
0: uh, think that that he could be sending a message to some people to pull your finger out and look
1: for a reaction. All right. Well, I wouldn't have picked Carter Gordon. I probably wouldn't have picked Josh Fluke. I wouldn't have picked Brad Wilkin. I just don't get it. Max Jorgensen. He's pretty good. If you're looking at the next sort of next generation, if he's starting, you're probably in trouble. Um, it's not a bad squad. Like Vunavalu, has he been earning his weight in gold at the moment? No. Nope. Yeah, I don't get that one. That one I don't get. Well, I get but... that one. He loves he, he's a rugby he loves rugby league. So if you're yeah, anyway, I think it's not the greatest squad ever picked and I think it'll be refined, but who knows if it'll be refined because I think he's on another planet, Eddie Jones. He's just doing it at whatever the fuck he wants.
0: Hey, good on him. If people are going to pay you a lot of money to talk shit on the internet, you'd fucking I go. still
1: can't figure out why he's on a, what is it, five-year contract?
0: Yeah, he's till the, not this World Cup, but the next World Cup.
1: But everyone, everyone in their right mind knows if the Wallabies flunk out of this World Cup, he will be fucking gone. So but, they,
0: to- but they could potentially flunk out of the World Cup, and then he's got the excuse that I only had three games to prepare, which is valid excuse. So he can't lose. <laughs> That's a valid excuse. He I'm can't thinking- lose.
1: Then he gets paid out for five years. If they You're saying it's, off, a pra- it's a practice, it's a it's a win win for him this World Cup. He can't lose this World Cup. I reckon it's a free shot for him. So if they don't make it out of the pool, he's still around for three years. I only had three games to prepare. I think it's fucking psychopathic contract because I think at some point they'll get the shit someone.
0: No, I'm I'm saying I don't agree with what the Aiu's done, but I think for Eddie Jones it's a win-win. He can't fucking lose.
1: Hundred oh, percent. No, I agree with that. I just I'm just saying they'll get the shit and then they'll be stuck with the three million dollar bill, like the and pigeon the rare, the way, and the rest. I'd imagine the pigeons who make fucking decisions in there just. they I actually met the marketing pigeon in there. I like the marketing pitch and I don't I think that whoever makes these big calls is some sort of hardcore drug addict. But
0: I, I like that they've gone after rugby league.
1: I just like all the noise that they're making. Now you know, rugby league with this Suwali thing, I'm a big league guy and I've been talking to my old boss and all the leaguers. I think they've come out looking fucking awful. All leaguers? are oh, terrible.
0: Like because wasn't he a rugby guy to start with? Then they took him from rugby paid him a bunch of money, and then he's getting more money to come back to rugby, then they're saying, well, he's going
1: for money. Of course he's going for money. That's why he went they, to rugby league. They, yeah, he went to league for the money. He should. They shouldn't have made a fucking... They shouldn't have batted an eyelid. He's a very good footballer. He's not in the top five fullbacks in the game at the moment. He's very young. He could be really good one day. They should have gone sweet. Good luck. Good luck for the money like Trent Robertson did at the Roosters. Instead of, like, feel good, buzzer off field, just fucking carrying on like it's some sort of, Look, league win every every time there's a 50-50 tussle between the two codes, league win. they got more money. They do things better. Everything they do better. They've never – like, they've just – I don't think they're used to losing players. So they've lost one guy and they've made a – they've thrown all their fucking toys out of the cot. I, I support them not normally every time, but I thought they were absolutely atrocious this time. Terrible. Have-
0: have you watched Dawn of the Dolphins on Stan? I've watched a couple of episodes, yes. Fucking good, I thought. It's pretty entertaining. I thought it was really good.
1: Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. I think some little gems there. Geez, they're getting paid good money, are they? Yeah, they're getting massive money. And like, fucking hell. It's only getting more. So 99% of situations, they're going to come out as the winners. This 1%, they didn't come out as the winner. He will still come back to Rugby League at the end. And by the, when I say at the end, he'll be fucking 25 So. Union ultimately have paid 2x what he's worth, maybe 2.4x. On the league open market, he wouldn't be worth a meal, which is still a huge amount of money. He'd be worth, right now, like take out any, we can't take out development opportunities, shit like that. it would be worth like 650 grand, you know, like a lot of money. You know, they're paying 1.6. Then let them have it. It's like if someone wants to pay fucking 2x for a house, then they can have it. Like don't squabble with them say, okay, fair enough. I don't think that it's worth that or, well, you made him better, whatever. It's, it's just, I think they've come out looking very poor.
0: Look, if anything, it's entertaining. I haven't watched him play at all. I have no idea. He's a big guy. I, I like that about him.
1: He's going to have to play 13,
0: I think. Geez, they've made some noise, though. Been very entertaining.
1: He's a good player, man. He's a good player, but like, he's not. Where are they finding this money from, Jed? Grassroots or lack thereof support, I'd, I'd guess, would be a good a good bundle save. I mean, it's like you can't, like you
0: can't take anything away from Joseph the Tars or anyone who's got him, but like they seem to find money when they need it, don't they?
1: I mean, it was a gift for the Tars because the Tars can only chip in two fifty or whatever. Yeah, whatever the rest, their max is. The rest is fucking. Uh, you, uh, you've thrown one point five million bucks at him and gone. ADC, hey, he's a he's a fucking outside centre. He's another weapon for you. What, yeah. what do you reckon? Do you reckon they're thinking
0: maybe because
1: the British and Irish
0: Lions and the World Cup's coming that we're going to have a lot of money in the bank, so let's start spending it or looking to invest it now? Is that what you think that they're thinking?
1: Well, I don't think they fucking spend anything now, so I don't know. I think it's about time they. I'm happy that they spent on something. What what do you think? What do you think if they gave? So, I was—they've got money.
0: Let's just be honest; they have money. What do you think about putting potentially one point six million dollars into Shoot Shield Clubs? Not every club, but sharing it around. How would you do that so that they had some guarantee that the money was being invested properly and not just being, you know, spent on stupid shit like it kind of had been in the past when they did do that. 10 years ago. well, well What's mean, your take? Do you think that would actually make a huge difference to shoot Shield clubs? No. Would you. If well, you were the I ARU, mean, would you want it spent a certain way to ensure that it actually developed the game? Like, What's your take on that?
1: If they spent a bit more than that, I mean, like 130K for each club's not, not going to do a lot. It's certainly going to help. It's going to help day-to-day function. I mean, Eastwood, up until these shambles of a sale that they're doing... I was running on the sniff of the dolly rag. If someone gave him 100 grand, it's going to make a big difference. Some clubs probably 100 grand is not a great deal. Um, it's not going to, you know, you can't go semi professional for that amount. So, you know, you could easily get in there with the powers that run Sydney rugby and, and turn it into a, a semi professional or even a quarter professional. Tournament where guys are on a set minimum and there's you know minimum match payment stuff like that. I just don't know whether they give a fuck to be or if there's any incentive for them. I just I don't know. You know what the you know
0: how people go and play the championship in the UK.
1: Yeah,
0: let's be honest, it's complete bullshit. It's but they crap. get it's terrible, but they get paid. You know, forty k, 60 some of them to go and live in England, play good footy. Like, do you think that anyone would leave Australia if they were getting paid 40 grand to play Shoot Shield? They had maybe housing, a convenient place to live, a job if they needed it.
1: No, they wouldn't. And you, to I the reckon team.
0: you'd attract so many people
1: here as well because
0: the MLR money is fucking
1: horseshit. It's dog shit. We're like, just for people out there, most people are on sub 20K US. So what's that, like 40 40- 40k 45k something like that um probably slightly less than that it's it's terrible money um uh, under the glimmer of a, of professionalism so you know if you had a and championship except for uh ealing and fucking the top two teams where you actually make proper money and they're pretty good there's some terrible teams and really average players um in that shout out, shout out to our party James Wayland over in Doncaster well, He's, he's <laughs> one of the better teams, but like the, the cash is is crap. You don't go there for a career unless you're at Ealing, maybe, because they, they pay quite well. So yeah, if if there was more money in it, I mean, I, I always wonder what would happen if someone just came in, someone really rich like your uncle or someone like that, and just fund went fuck it. I'm funding sales everyone's on a thousand bucks a week. Uncle these Clive. these yeah cloth Palmer. These guys are on. You know, I'm going to allocate this the minimums of thousand a week for your top thirty, and regardless of the rest of the comp, fuck the rest of the comp. I'm just going to do this for one team, and and just see what happens. Because you get fuck, you get some people not only jumping ship, you get a lot of people coming in from, you know, turning down crappy championship gigs or MLR gigs and going fuck. Well, if I'm going to make if I'm going to make that here in Sydney, I might as well do it.
0: Well, 100%. Like, you know how MLRs become a bit of a, a place to go for – Oh, saying failed professionals it's not the right
1: way to say it because it's – You bit, can say that, mate. I'm a part of the game. A bit
0: derogatory. But there, there's guys that have had a taste of a professional career and then they go, oh, let, let's go to the U.S. and, you know, experience U.S. culture and play some professional, you know, air quotes footy. If they had that in Australia, I guarantee you, people from all over the world would be wanting to come to Newcastle, would be wanting to come to the Eastern suburbs, you know, Southern districts, Manly. I
1: I reckon that that would become yeah, probably to, the, the premier turn competition. Turn it into an English championship. I wouldn't, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say turn it into an MLR because there's a smattering of really good players amongst some fucking awful players over there. And there's, the games really vary in their quality.
0: 100%. I think the MLR is a little bit of a circus from what I hear. And I've also heard that there's other people in the
1: US trying to start another rugby comp. So, Americans, it's probably Dems versus Republicans rugby comp, which I'd sign up to actually if they were doing that. But 100%. Um, yeah, if they can just throw some cash behind the shoot shield or have minimums, like have some minimums around start, start slow, like make it 400 bucks a week per game. Make it 400 bucks a week. See what happens. Because
0: Yeah, I, look, I, I, I don't know. It's all—it's nice to hypothesize, but um, until it becomes a bit of a sustainable business, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And um, yeah, it's just an interesting thought exercise. I mean, no one's going to give $1.6 million away unless they can see a return on investment. So this Joseph Suwali, I think there's going to be a return on that investment purely
1: just from media and, and people watching. Yeah, probably. I think you get a return on investment if you structure the TV rights in a way that they haven't and made Shoot Shield I don't know. I like a separate I,
0: streaming entity.
1: Not separate, but like make it a different package or make it two dollars or just do something. Because I the diehard fans that are watching shoot shield. They don't watch super rugby. Super rugby I watch, I like it, but that you don't have diehard Marlin supporters, you don't have die, diehard rats, hillbillies, you just don't. Whereas those people are smattered all over the state. I don't have the numbers, but I dare say someone would be willing to pay a dollar to watch a fucking game.
0: I'd, yeah, I'd pay. I'd, I'd get them all for free if I want them, but I would still pay for, for Stan if it was to support the shoot shield.
1: Yeah, you're good like that, Chubby. You're a generous, generous. Just, man.
0: I'm just a supporter of
1: people, you know, yourself included. Yeah. I'll tell hey, you, you got, what, before, before I forget, sorry, I have to no, say. No, you're good. <laughs> Sorry for talking while you're interrupting. Um that's all right. one of my commentary lines. Uh so I've been watching the Tars. They haven't had a great run. And I mean it's not their it's their fault. It's not the other team's fault or anything's fault. Holloway's been playing good footy. Holloway turn off now. He's fucking playing well. So that's a silver lining I can see for me personally. It's I still enjoy watching you play, and he's fucking dominant. Um, I thought the which, game on the weekend was a really good game. Yeah, it was not a, it was a really good game it was, a, mm. it was a good game um but like i don't think they've been outstanding uh thus far i think Langi gleason will be in uh, a, a generational number eight i think he will be the next he's great awesome, number eight for australian rugby um like i can't state that enough he's he's a phenomenon and from everything i've heard he's exceptional to work with great trainer great worker he's very very good so there have been two highlights Jorgensen's been really good which is a positive as a young kid he's done some he's done some very very good things so he's going to be a good player for them for a very long time um, but they're just looking a little bit flat They obviously they're still chopping and changing their tens Donaldson's got the nod for now uh, but that makes things difficult and I think they're sh- very short in the front row very short
0: I think um, everywhere's short in the front row to be honest with you <sighs>
1: Yeah, I think they're particularly short. I think Harry Johnson-Holmes is doing a good job when he's there, but he's carrying niggles. He's You know, he's a, he's a war horse. That, you know, he's not an old man. So he's, he's a good player, but, you know, Tetch is probably in his last year, you'd, you'd think. I don't know. I thought last year was his last year. He's still a good player, but Lambert's not quite there yet when he comes to good tight ends. He, he, there were some tough weeks early, and the young fellas from uni that they're rolling off the bench. Have got zero games under their belt. Like I, I don't know if they have played first grade yet. So you, uh, you get the outcomes you're given. Like there was a yellow card on the weekend, I think. Um, I, that's to be expected. Like uh, that's exactly what you, you're going to get. So it's a uh, it's
0: a funny one, isn't it? I, I mean, I, I I love Harry Johnson Holmes. He he learned to play. He's learned to play tight head prop at the highest level. At the
1: highest level. Yeah, they screwed um, him a little bit. They were like, Angus oh, spells coming through, you're gonna be a tight end problem. And I can't mm-hmm. understate how difficult that would be. And I think as I if I didn't make it clear enough earlier, I think he's quite good. I think he's a very good player. But if once if he disappears for a week, you're now in fucking huge trouble. Huge, huge trouble. And I think that they've been hurt by that. It's an interesting
0: one. I think it all it all comes back to money in the end and we do have some good front rowers from this country, but a lot of them are playing overseas at the moment.
1: Well, that, like,
0: Paulo El-Emile. Paulo el El-Emil springs to mind. Yeah, you know. fuck it. He'd be
1: good. Jermaine Ainsley. He's Jermaine gone. Ainsley. There's some, Mike Yelito was, was here at one point. Yeah, there are some good players, but they, you will lose them when they're at the, the top echelon. You're just trying to keep them while they're at the emerging echelon. Mm. Uh, but you do get guys dipping over the championship, dipping over the MLR, and that's when it hurts. So, but I it's think t- that's t- a t- tough
0: gig, mate. It's a tough gig. I, I you know, I, I think the gap. I, I've never played super rugby, obviously. Uh, you've had more, you have had closer experience than me, but I think the gap between uh, shoot shield level and the, the set piece and then the super rugby level, the set piece is quite significant. I think it's significant, and I think there's some there's an adjustment period for guys, even if they've been doing all the training and the programs, and they've been through the pathway. I, I still think until you're thrown in the furnace, you
1: don't know how hot it is. Oh, so, I definitely. I think, but if you've if you've played none of the level down either, yeah, then it's I, going to be a particularly hot fucking furnace. So if you've played, if you're a you're, if you're a very good shoot shield player, there's going to be a gap. If you're and if you haven't played True Shield, there's going to be a fucking chasm. And see you see that. Like Ang- Angus Bell, even Angus Bell, who's a fucking
0: freak. There was an adjustment period. There was an adjustment period. And I think I he think started a- to come into his
1: own. He's I've a freak got- athlete, and I think he's a freak rugby player. But in terms of his set-piece stuff, he got dished up for 50 games straight when he started. Yeah, um, And I still don't think he's where he will be when he's a grown man because he's right. not grown I agree, but look, look, he's a big he's a big loss to any team. Yeah, he's very he's very very yeah. good front game line guy, and yeah, no. So look, I, it's been interesting. It's been interesting. I think, um, yeah. I'll, look, I'm just. It's I'm sure very, they'll turn it around, mate. I'm sure they'll turn it around. There's some good people in there. There's some veterans in there, and there's some good guys They're working pretty hard. Hey, there's some veterans in there. There's some good guys. Yeah. Um,
0: but it's just it's funny. All all it will take is one good win in the next couple of weeks and the momentum will swing and then they'll go on a bit of a run. I think I think if you that's why the start of the season's so important, get a few wins under your belt, then you get momentum. I think that's quite important. Um, maybe especially for a club that hasn't won a lot in recent years. And um you know, yeah, memories yeah, I, you I lose it's... a few games and then the old memories start to come back. I think. I think that's a real thing. And um, it'll take one one win, and they'll, they'll swing it all
1: around. No, I, don't, I, I don't disagree necessarily. It's similar to the game I commentated on the weekend. and I may, Maybe I'm so one-eyed in terms of my view on the game that I just bring everything back to forward play. But if you have 25 restarts to game, 10 scrums, and 10 scrums are yours, 10 scrums are theirs, and then 15 line outs, so, so 35, and you're – getting penalised at five or six of those scrums and you're winning 60% of the ball. Winning the game is fucking impossible. And that's exactly what happened on the weekend for a number of teams. I know Eastwood shot a coin flip in both, um, which is probably generous. And it makes things really hard. And I think that, you know, West and Power both shot coin flips, so the game became chaotic, which is why teams like the Brumbies who trend very positively in their lineup percentage, very positively in their conversion to tries from malls. Their scrum's always pretty solid. It doesn't have to dominate every game. It's pretty solid. But it's just a platform for a win because that's, that's where the game starts. So it's not me being obsessed with forwards, but when there's a knock-on, you have to start with a scrum. Now, if you're 40% chance of getting penalised, every second scrum, you're going to be 50 metres behind where you are now. And I I think that that's, the, that's hurt the TARS massively this year. Some, light, some games of the line has been off a little bit. Some games the scrum's been off a little bit. And if they're going to spend, like, I don't know what they're paying for Nadolo, but spend that money on a tight end. Or, or not even a tight end because you've got a good tight end. Spend that money on a backup tight end or a backup loose end or someone who can hold the game together when one of the key guys gets injured because it's it's I think it's that's where it's cost them instead of the outside backs.
0: Interesting to see Lua Tungy Lee playing for Gordon on the weekend. Got a bunch of of super rugby games for the Blues, I believe. Very, very good player. So I don't know what's happening. He's a loose head prop. But I think he can play play tight as well.
1: Hold on. Let me check my notes. Lua Tungy Lee. That would make (laughs) them quite the pack or quite the front row, wouldn't it? Oh, Tristan
0: yeah. Foley? yeah, he's good.
1: Yeah, he's a good yeah. tight end. Thomas Marker, a big. That's a big tight five, and Ola uh, Tolangi. Yeah, that's that's a big tight five. I'm surprised they didn't get the job done.
0: Oh, look, I think, given the week that they had, um, you know, those things go one of two ways: it either galvanizes a team or it absolutely disrupts a team. And I, I think that was probably the latter, from what I saw.
1: Um I'm sure that'll they'll turn I'm sure they will right. turn it all around. They'll turn it that'll all around. They'll be right. I am backing them to be okay. I Definitely. I hadn't looked I hadn't looked deeply at that game, No I disrespect to South versus Gordon, but it wasn't on my number one on the hit list. But having looked at that team again, that's not a bad side. And I right. think they'll be okay because that's a big pack, strong pack. They're gonna do some damage when they match up against a smaller, more schoolboy like team. In my humble, humble opinion. Your not so humble opinion. (laughs) But yeah, look, mate, it was good, it was good that it was back. I uh I will say I do miss, I was saying before we started very briefly, I do miss the ins and outs of it's almost like Stockholm syndrome, isn't it? You're just constantly under this series of stress and abuse, but you miss it once it's gone. Um, I do miss that. I, I miss the players. Um, each was a big, big turnover, uh, but I do miss the guys, uh, who I was close with there, and I miss going through copious amounts of footage. That's one thing. So, I am doing six days of Barker at the moment, but I just I miss copious amounts of footage. I just, I, I love that's what I love doing. If that was a job, like, I it would, is. yeah, but a job that I could get tomorrow, <laughs> that's all I would do. It's get, come home from game Saturday night last year. Get, order some food and sit there and fucking what, pick apart the game on slow motion. That is my dream.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, time consuming.
1: <laughs> it really is. Like, you know, I'm sure everyone does it. Skin's their cat in their own way. But, you know, you go through and you clip scrums, you go through your clip line outs, go through you clip defensive lineouts. Then last year I was doing defense. So you go through clip defensive, you know, areas. You know, it's probably seven, it's probably a six, seven hour job. To to clip it, and then the week and the next week begins on Sunday, so you start clipping next week. And I I do fucking miss that. I don't know why. It oh. doesn't sound like something you should miss. No, nah, but look, it's
0: it, it is nice. It's nice seeing a plan come off. That's very nice. It's it's very nice seeing a plan come off. It's very nice seeing improvement. Oh, geez, I've you know, so I'm doing the the forwards for the whole club and and seeing the improvement the Colts guys from the start of preseason to now, just watching that improvement is very rewarding I really enjoy it, they're a bunch of young guys probably going to be an undersized pack, but they're fucking tough and they've improved enormously there's a couple of, couple of shitty scrums on the weekend, but as you know, when you're a young forward, sometimes to get better, you've got to have your head shoved up your ass it's the only real way to learn, and how you deal with that, much like all aspects of life will determine your success.
1: Absolutely. But, but, I used to but, always think that if you could get your head shoved up your ass in any respect, whether it be a line-out time, scrum time, have a crap game at 10 and get away with a win, then you're sitting on a lottery ticket for the day because you get a big lesson and you get the W. Sometimes it's got to come with a loss as well, but you very rarely will make the same mistake twice or you make adjustments. So it's you learn a lot more. You look, know, it's, uh,
0: maybe- you're, you're right. It's a it's a unique challenge. You have very little time during the week to fix errors, come up with a plan for the next week, and make sure teams are prepared to actually perform on Saturday. Very little time in, in reality. So the the amount of work you can do off-field through WhatsApp, through Huddle, um, will hopefully have an influence.
1: Mm. And, and, oh, and
0: re- regardless of whether it does or it doesn't, you have to do it because it might have an influence, so it's worth doing Yeah, Yeah, even if it's a
1: percent here or a percent there. Some guys as well, like I think I think players appreciate it as well if things are well mapped out, well planned out, logical, and they execute well. So it's nice that that's a nice reward as well. And I think they do feel it as well if things aren't as well planned out, or if a drill's not as well thought through, or or if the line out strategy for the week they won't have confidence in it if it's, if it's poor. And even though they probably don't want to delve into those details while they're just playing. Jeez, our guys do. Me... Our
0: guys fucking do.
1: I go, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And then
0: they'll tell me, they'll tell me if I'm full of shit
1: or if I'm, well, if that, I'm that's, spot on. That's, that depends. And I think that's very good, but that depends on the playing group, you know, like sometimes you get guys who want, who don't want to part in it necessarily that they're like, they're soldiers, you know, and then you get guys who are, who want more control, which is fine, as long as they come with their receipts, you know, and go. This is why that, or this is why that. And if you have your own receipts, then you've got you know good conversation for some sort of progression. But you the the teams that you get will vary in that regard. It's good that you have guys who want to do that. Um, you know, last year I'd say I'd had one or two guys, but you know, it, it just depends. It does depend.
0: How much detail do you give people? That's the other battle I have because I I know some people will never read all the info you put out there but some will and some will appreciate it and they like it. So what's the balance to me? I'm kind of leaning towards going as detailed as possible at the moment um, because if even one person gets one thing out of it then it's worth doing.
1: yeah, I think it I think it yeah it's a good question. I think it comes down to the the understanding between you and the players as well. Like if they know you're a nerd and you're going to watch a fuckload load of footage, then maybe they don't need as much detail because they know you're consuming a fucking heap of it. Or you go, look, here are the basics for the week. If you want where, how I got there, click on the document. But here are the three basics for the week. You know, if you, if you'd like to know more, click below. But Cause some guys just skim over if there's too much and that's fine. And they prefer you to just say, okay, Ramwick first line out will be a five slip forward. The triggers on this, they'll run a four man out of here. We need to make sure this, you know, and that's it. Whereas some guys, and I did used to do that as well. I'd go, okay, well I've gone through the last 60 line outs for Hunter and, you know, 15% have been six mans, 43% have been this, you know, and, the, this is where they've called each time. Only some people will be able to process that and actually make it useful. So I think you I think you can easily give both, but focus on the on the headings. Mm. Um it's dep- again, it depends on what the guys like. And I mean, I think that's why they personality profile in the professional teams. So the coaches can get a grasp of like, okay, have I got people who are obsessed with detail here, or have I got just doers infantry soldiers, or have I got people who want to be in control? What have I got?
0: So piano players, piano pushers, and sometimes you go conductors, my friend.
1: Conductors, yeah. I, look, I actually think that that is a very useful, very useful analysis of a team. And I think when it's – because some guys want to be conductors or piano players, and they're just not. They're piano pushers, but they're very fucking good piano pushers. So it, uh, it, it's funny. When you do do that analysis of a team and you put it out there, there will probably be three guys who thought they were conductors and you just go, "What the fuck?" but it's it clarifies things a lot. sometimes people need to pipe down a little bit because it's just not their game and it's you know or they don't have the experience or they're, they're just coming at it from the wrong angle and I think it helps the team overall when you do that classification. I was actually thinking about doing it with like an under 16s team because I think it I actually think it helps everyone. I'd love to see you coaching under 16s. You are a piano pusher. Yeah, Well, it's going fairly smoothly at the moment. I have to say the online content produced by the Loose Edge Sports Show. It's diminished as, of late. As, no, it's diminished of late, but it's also created a backlog of historical things which you can find on the internet, which has led to some very interesting discussions pre-training um, about my advance. Yeah, one of the forwards coach for the first the other day uh, stumbled across randomly on tiktok actually but perchance uh the video of us saying you should be able to swerve at cyclists um you saying that no, so no he, you said it as well I you saying that uh, and i told him uh, i wasn't sure whether he was gonna at the time laugh or be and i said well i stand by that and he found it very funny so all is well that ends well but there's something about that generation of uh younger people 18 and younger they just they'll just meet someone and just deep dive onto the internet. They're pulling up Rams videos from like 2013, you know, all that sort of stuff. So that's concerning for you. (laughs) It's not good. Some of those, some of those like 2014 Rams interviews were just very sad. They were sad. With Nicole Shiraz. Nicole Shiraz, married to Corey, dating Corey Norman now. So kudos to her for making it out of the slums. From the outhouse to the penthouse. Well, well the outhouse to the outhouse, depending on how yeah, you look at it. Outhouse to a Spanish outhouse. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck it! Oh, geez, the Rams. The Rams just had the best people, didn't they? It's they did. I tell you what's a weird thing now as well, and it's the same when you like mention like if you if you went up to a 15 year old and said like something about Victor Matfield, he doesn't know who that is. So the other thing is the funniest thing about the NRC is it was actually for at least two or three years, quite a high standard of competition. It was also, depending where you were, kind of hard to make. There were some good guys who didn't play NRC. Like there was a few stacked Eagles teams, stacked mm. to the brim with internationals. Melbourne Rising were also always a gun team. But because it doesn't exist anymore, anyone no who played one... in it, you get no credit for it. It's removed. No. It, no. It, yeah, so <laughs> it's at the time it was quite like a, oh yeah he played NRC last year for so and so he's decent. Oh and for look, Melbourne. What and- like,
0: so, Melbourne, yeah.
1: is, Melbourne are good. And then now it's like oh you played NRC and that people just go, oh, I don't know what that is. And you're well, like that,
0: I got in, I had to do some speaking thing the other day and I got introduced as Duncan Chupp who played for the Melbourne Rebels. And, like, do do I explain to them that I played one trial game versus the Brumbies, or do I just so actually it was the nrc that i played for the rising not the rebels <laughs> yeah it's, it's a tough and i got one paid 400 buy. bucks for a 12-week full-time thing
1: i mean crank that down to hourly chubby and we've got a we've got a we've got a serious workplace uh, i spent more in
0: tolls to and from training than i got paid <laughs>
1: they couldn't make those employment agreements at the time I remember because you were paying getting paid less far far less than the minimum wage so they was they were called something they weren't contractor agreements they were called like remuneration somethings and it was a shambles but yeah because that doesn't exist anymore no one who played in that even the best players and there were some great ones from queensland in very good teams that is now deleted off the face of the earth so that's something only people from our era one understand. unfortunately or maybe, fortunately, depending on how you look at it. Oh, I was oh fuck, it was bad. Fuck, it was bad.
0: It's funny. Um, John John Muggleton is the uh, Colts coach at the Wildfires. He's a fucking champion, and the, he was wearing some Rams kit the other day. I go, oh man, that's got to be a collector's item these days. <laughs> and he goes, oh mate, you could have fucking had it if you didn't turn me down because he tried to recruit
1: us for the Rams. He tried to recruit me that year as well. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, mate. I'm not I'd happy. had enough ramming at that point, but they yeah. that was that was a particularly dark year for the Rams. I believe it was 16. Um, yeah, not good.
0: Not not he, good. He's a champion. I love Muggate. He's great. Yeah. He's great to sit in the box. I'll go, I'll go and sit with him during Colts games and then he'll stand by for twos and ones. And
1: he's uh, you know, he's just seen it all and done it all. It's just yeah, correct. Tell you, it's fucking, it's fucking exhausting those long days, isn't it? Like, oh man, even when you're not playing, like, it's it's worse. Let's get this out right now. I fucking could not miss playing less. I am so over it. I would, I never want to play again, ever, ever. I wish I wanted to play. That's that's what I wish. I wish I wanted to
0: play because it is it it is easier than coaching. It's easier.
1: Oh Oh, fuck, it's different, but like it's it's easier. Physically, it's more demanding. Saturdays are so fucking stressful because, like, everything from that week, and we're probably repeating ourselves, is riding on that 80 minutes. I know for me, like, you know, if one line out didn't convert, I'm getting fucking daggers shot in the side of my head. And I'm like, fuck, what's going on here? Someone goes down, and you're like, oh no, who are we going to push? We're going to have to get a message out to revert to four man's on this. Like, there's some serious stress and games there's just nothing better than a game that's like 27 10 32 10 with 15 minutes just let me enjoy that 15 minutes because that's a fr- that's money yeah that's free i got that for free the first games where it's like 20 to 15 or fucking 10 12 they're horrible you lose years off your life if i had hair it'd be fucking gray I it's know even that-
0: worse it's even worse the other way when you're getting done by plenty yeah, oh, fuck. it's pretty. It's pretty bad. I, I, how, how do I keep positive? How do I, how do I keep these guys on the on the same
1: page? What do I have to say? You know. Well, I feel. I, in hindsight, I feel every fucking every Saturday night I would complete. And we used to discuss whether you, when you should do your clips, right? We thought about that, talked about that a lot last year. I
0: can't do but, it after
1: a game. I can't. I need to. I need to switch off. I don't, know,
0: how, I don't know how you. I don't know how you do it. I know a bunch of people that do it. I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I
1: need to switch the fuck off and forget about rugby for a few hours. Yeah, I, I, I get it. It was probably the dynamic of one of my best friends is the head coach, and we yeah. can watch the footy, and at halftime do it an hour, and then you know, and so it, it made sense. But yeah, I, I, I just, I not, I don't feel bad for them, but it just like Granger last year running the line out every Saturday morning or every, every, as soon as he gets in the car from a game, I'm on the phone going, that six man slip, what were you thinking? You cost me a perfect game or you, ben, Ben's going to be upset. Like it was, it's a lot when you, I think the thing I've discovered this week, not this week in general, I think when you're a senior player, when you, when you finally progress to that echelon of senior player, I think rugby becomes harder as well. Like it, yeah. Not not the playing week to week. So you've seen things before, you've run out, you've done them. But I feel that I certainly did until the very end where I was just picking fights with people. But you bear a lot of – you're like, okay, I've seen this before. We're not where we need to be. He's running this line. You know, why why we haven't we really done this? Like, oh until, yeah, like, you, get frust- to- you get frustrated. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: I felt like that in twenty eighteen, where there was a bit of a generational change at Souths, and and there was a bunch of young guys that came in who were, let's say, incredibly confident about their abilities because they'd had a lot of success at Colts, mm. and and as you know, the detail at Shoot Shield is vastly different to Colts and what's required to actually have a good set piece. So yeah, I, I get that. I get that completely. So as much as it's easier, it's also more challenging.
1: Yeah, like I don't think you don't you shouldn't get as nervous. I'd stop getting nervous and you, you, all those yeah, things. I, I
0: never stop getting nervous ever. I'd get as nervous for a fourth grade game as I would playing Mike Alatoa. Yeah, see that's you know I, 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 never I know. never stop getting. I'd never ever stop getting. That was part of the reason I started to hate the nerves. Yeah, I used so to I know. you know you used to have that anticipation and used to enjoy it then uh, after a while i started to hate it
1: you know, yeah i get like, that i didn't like it when i was it young that. when i was young i was so so bad but then by the time you play 100 games i'm like fuck it like it's the worst that's gonna happen and by that time you weren't playing killers every week I'm like what the fuck's gonna happen like the worst case scenario i've already lived through this i played awful wrote. That, yeah, that's that's right, and it's
0: not a huge shot to the ego at that point. You know, when you're a bit younger, you want to fucking do well in the scrums, and if anyone gets it over you or anyone fucking steps you or anything, it's like a bit of a shot to your ego, and you're like, what yeah. are these people going to say or think about me? Once you've been around the traps a while, you stop caring so much about that, I think. I certainly yeah.
1: did. Yeah, you don't give a fuck anymore if you've got runs on the board, but you, you also... You've seen it before so it just doesn't matter and like as i said the worst case scenario is you play an awful game you lose you know and the the longer you've played you might have played in major semi-finals and played terribly and lost you might have played in grand finals and lost like it's the worst that's the, that was the worst that could possibly happen so like the I sun like will rise and you'll be fine you know absolutely I'm
0: absolutely
1: absolutely um
0: yeah Look, it's, a, it's an interesting challenge trying to get a group of complex human beings with different hopes and dreams and aspirations and goals and ways of looking at the world all on the same page.
1: It's challenging. Yeah, especially when you run into people who fucking suck, which is not very often, but I feel that the uh, Gen Z are more difficult. Take it or leave it Gen Z. Oh,
0: look, it's... Yeah, look. I think people have different motivations. I think for the most for most people playing is a very selfish endeavor, particularly particularly when you're young. You you want to get somewhere, you wanna make teams, you wanna get paid, you gotta make money, all that sort of thing. And I think having an awareness that the the actual way to get success is to be a team person, because if your team goes well, then everybody goes well. So you need your team to go well to actually be successful. Uh, yeah. And and I think for those difficult people who might be a bit more self interested, that's probably something that they need to be aware of or made aware of. Yep. If that I makes if that makes sense. But look, pe- people are difficult, mate. Coaches can be difficult, humans can be difficult, players can be difficult.
1: Um and that's on why that I, note, on the note of difficulty. I'm going to hand out my tips for the week, Let's do it. which is a new segment I can do now that I have no skin in the game. I think Rats will beat uni. Uh, yep, Rats will beat uni at Rats. Always a hard game. They're looking decent without being amazing, but on paper they look pretty good. Uni looking marginally better, but they've got a couple back, but still not enough. I think North will beat South comfortably. Um, at North, I think East will beat West comfortably, based on what I saw last week. I think Eastwood-Manly will be close. Did you where say it...
0: for the Wildfires game, who's winning that game?
1: Hold on. I'm not there yet. Don't rush me into the things, please. I, I think rush. that... Manly v Eastwood will be close. I think mean, for me, this will sort of one of those games that figures out in that sort of two to six bracket. I don't think it's towards the two part. I think it's more probably towards the five to four, five, six. I think Eastwood could win that at home. I think I think the stags will smoke the two blues at Eric Tweedale. Now we go to the match of the round. Not really the match around, but the wildfires versus Randwick. Would you like to give me any insight? Make would you like to make a case? Uh, no, because some people might listen to this.
0: All right, Uh, so and we're playing them in two days' time. Look, I'm very confident in the plan we got. Uh, I think I think I don't think it's giving anything away to say that there'll be a contrast in styles, and I think whoever. Um, enforces their style better
1: will win I think they're it's nippy. a game what's they're that nippy. they're yes. nippy their back on fucking fast i got some well. fast fast forwards too so they're going to run they're going to run a lot how'd their scrum go last week I don't know this is when I came not watch the uh, watch the game you want me to watch the game yeah
0: go and watch and then tell me Or oh, I'll send you the clips offline but I'm not going to
1: Oh, okay. Well, the person yeah. I thought was playing loose head for the rats wasn't, so I'm changing my – I think if you can scrummage and maul them into the ground, you'll win the game. They're, I think they will be very, very dangerous on counter. Very, very dangerous on counter. They've got some serious speed out there, but that's 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 about it. So if you're a let's say you like to dabble or you're in a tipping comp, but there's some obviously NRL and then there's shoot shield tipping comp. Every, all the workplaces do it. They're my, they're my tips for the week. Tipped reasonably well last week.
0: You can gamble now, can't you?
1: No, you were sir, doing I, it before. You were doing no, it before sir, anyway. But I cannot. I cannot gamble. You actually, if you go and sit in one of those seminars, effectively, if you've ever met anyone who's played rugby, you can't gamble, or if your friends have ever met anyone, so they're fairly uh, loose, fast and loose those rules um, in terms of they cover almost everyone. So no, 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 I cannot. But if I so- could. But Ted Gillespie can not, <laughs> <laughs> Ted no. Gillespie. No, 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 no. Let's let's not do it. All right. Well, that's all. That's all I got this week. I, actually, I'm sorry it's been so long. It, our schedules are horrific. Yes. Um, you're splitting weeks between. I, the show, uh, I've been coaching.
0: on a. My life has been fucking crazy lately. I, I had four, five weekends in a row. This will be weekend six weekends in a row in Newcastle. Uh, multiple trips up the freeway uh and then days i'm here I've, I've got to earn some money so it's been hard it's been hard to narrow it down but uh we will do what we can and you you're working two jobs now grinding out of life as a three jobs shit son as a solid honest hard-working man for the first time in however long you've been alive
1: yeah good tandem bloke I, so yeah do work during the day go to barker and then yeah don't have to go to shoot shield anymore so that's the only thing i'm missing but then saturdays I do stand so but it's which is another very- job or is that the third yeah, job that was good one of three you. good it's not very conducive to uh finding time but we're we're gonna have to do it because i thoroughly enjoy talking uh in general
0: no i look i've i told kate uh the payments she's like why the fuck aren't you doing that I'm like, well i'm kind of busy at three kate
1: yeah, I will tell Kate to get on here. We need to back up. Kate, Kate yeah. and one of her friends do it. Worst case why, scenario.
0: Why can't you do something like that? What? On the commentary? Oh, yeah, that's what she said to me. The commentary, yeah. Why can't you do something like that? Well, like, well, I'm just a little occupied at three o'clock.
1: Mate, it was a. Uh, I'll, I'll continue to give insights into the commentary world, but what I can say is, yeah, the guy I deal with, Luke, he's. Unbelievable. There were some very, very difficult name pronunciations last week from some of the boys. <laughs> he's um, awesome. They, they are rolling off his tongue. I I, I started to get them, but it, they were set out phonetically for me. But um, we're trying to get the correct way, of course, not just a random, oh, that's Duncan C-Hub. Like, I did his I'm highlight right reel last year. and One of his best calls was, Fiverr, Fiverr gets a Fiverr. Uh, well, that one came out on the weekend. <laughs> 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 you get him? He's, he's awesome. He's awesome. I, I am I'm slightly concerned that I not I know I'm not gonna swear or say anything silly or you keep sending me these one nation things to read out on there and I'm not gonna do that. But I did say like oh he's been folded like a deck chair there and I'm yeah. like well he's gonna watch back and be like you said something else that was
0: quite funny I can't remember what it was but there was a good there was a couple of good lines
1: well I have more obviously far more one lines this week with a number of players who I know quite well know, they're dirtiest secrets, so I'll be airing them on air. Uh, Michael Isley surely would be cowering wherever he is at the moment, hoping hoping he treats me well for the rest of the week.
0: He's a real-life junkie, Michael Isley. So he, a um, real-life junkie. So he's, he's messaged me going, I need some caffeine gum. I'm like, well, I'm on my way to Newcastle. He's like, well, oh, I'll come to Cronulla and pick it up from you. So
1: shout out to that guy. Well, actually, he rang me, and I said, just call him. And he goes, I'm happy to drive to Cronulla. I said, sweet. So the players from Eastwood were pushing for it. They wanted it again. And uh, they weren't going to leave it up to chance with, with admin to order it. And they, So they set their most responsible uh, young man to, on, a, on a vision quest. But- Which is a solid oh, trip from the Vaucluse or wherever he lives. Well, you know, when your parents are paying for your petrol and you're sort of just cruising, what does it matter?
0: i got to go, legend. Good luck this week. What's your game again? Eastwood versus... Eastwood versus Manly. Beautiful. We'll try and do this again soon, people. Please buy caffeine gum. And please watch the wildfires on Friday. Hopefully we go well. We should. Bye. Bye.